2: The biggest breaking news stories, an
0: outspoken opinion. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
2: Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, the 30th of August. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer, on Talk coming up. Thousands of Brits are still stranded abroad and not entitled to any compensation after Monday's air traffic control meltdown. As the NATS chief sees his pay doubles to wait for it. £1.3 million pounds a year. Meanwhile, the first day of Sadiq Khan's uh, ULEZ expansion in London was thrown into chaos as protesters vandalised and tore down dozens of cameras used to enforce the scheme. And more zombie knives and machetes are going to be banned from sale and police given more powers to seize them as part of a crackdown on violent gang culture. But why hasn't this happened before? 6.34 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company, Lots to talk about, as always. Yeah, a lot more about you, Les, that fight back, as many are calling it, is uh, very much in the news. We will be talking to one of the so-called Blade Runners, Runners, Captain Gatso, about uh, what they've been doing, vandals destroying cameras. It is, of course, uh, criminal activity to be doing that, we'll have to protect his identity. I know he's been on various other shows, but we'll be talking to him about that. We're also, going to be talking about that police officer who has sadly died after being hit by a train as he helped a man on train tracks. Uh, the man he was helping did survive. The police officer, an absolute hero, and sometimes it is more important to remember those who are the best of us when we give uh, so much criticism. Uh, to the police officers who are the rotten apples. All that uh, coming up, lots to talk about and joining me for all that chat is political commentator and head of public affairs for the Think Tank, the Centre for po- uh, for Policy Studies is Emma Revel. Good morning to you. Morning, nice to see you in the studio. Um, no doubt focus is still on those thousands of Brits still stranded aboard. Some actually stranded here. Holidays they paid for. Seen some footage of, you know, a mum and her kids. First holiday they planned since you know 2019. You know, saved up for the holiday last week the summer Summer holidays before school returns. Um, Oh, no flight, all cancelled. No, nothing you can do about it. Two hundred thousand plus people were affected on Monday when um, fifteen hundred flights were cancelled. Many, many more we know were were delayed. But thousands of Brits are still stranded abroad um, after that air traffic control chaos. They're not entitled to any uh, compensation because it's extraordinary circumstances and your, your compensation you get is from the airline. But the airlines have a duty of care and They're supposed to provide them with hotels, some food, water, that. People aren't getting anything, mostly. No one's there on the ground to talk to them. They are, they've got young children. They're sleeping on the floor. They've got elderly, disabled, people who are running out of medication. And some are being told they won't get a flight back for... Um, Until this weekend, some even told ten days.
1: Yeah, it's it's remarkable actually how much uh, of a knock-on effect just what you know we're being told it's it's one one error one thing one thing that went. And actually, only
2: a few hours. Yeah,
1: Uh, but it's just uh, it's one of those things you don't really fully comprehend how complex things like airline travel are and how much the knock-on effect of the planes not being able not being in the right mm-hmm. place the crew not being able in yeah. the right place or over um, time and uh, yeah indeed and and you know you know i think most people when they when they get on an airplane will not see many empty seats it's not you know necessarily like if you get on a coach or a bus where you think oh well you could get another sort of 10 20 percent of the passengers yeah. on airlines don't operate like that they mm-hmm. don't have spare seats going around yeah. or spare flights that they can just magic out of yeah. in there so it, it's not just a case of we'll rebook you on the next plane it can be three four five although days later. where
2: there are a few thousand people in you know some air i mean particularly it's lots of islands you know these sort of, you know, balearics and the like that actually you know you, you could just write okay we even if the government just did it charter a couple of flights and get mm-hmm. people out because even if you've got travel insurance a lot of your insurance won't be valid um you know extra, again, extraordinary circumstances outside anyone's control you're thinking yeah, that's kind of why I've got insurance. I wouldn't. I mean, I have got very little time for people who don't have travel insurance. You can afford a flight, you can afford travel insurance. I really think people are crazy not to have it uh, when the really bad stuff happens. You know, you need to be airlifted to a hospital uh, for treatment and things like that. But actually, once you look at um, the excess fees and things for a whole family, that each individual person you know, excess hundred quid and fifty quid that whatever, you, you're barely, it's barely even worth the paperwork a lot of the time. But we're looking at people who you know being trapped for a week. No, like, no, like, you literally go, I'll pay for myself, but there are no hotel rooms because people are still trapped on the island. Uh, but other flights have come in since and those hotel rooms are booked um, and, and and people have come in from other countries. Those those flights were going just fine. Um, and, you know, you've got young kids or elderly or disabled. or frankly, I'm perfectly able-bodied in my 50s. I, don't, I can't sleep on an airport floor for, for a week. What do you do? They, they're not being entitled to any food and, and water. Well, they're not getting any. The airlines are saying, not our problem. I mean, when you put me in a position where I'm agreeing with Michael O'Leary, the Ryanair <laughs> chief. Get a lot of Ryanair flights because they're cheap and cheerful, um, mostly cheap. Um, but um, the software actually really great, I find, at Ryanair. I mean, they get a bad rap on this. Um, and certainly no no worse than BA who charge you a fortune. But Michael O'Leary, he, he said, look, you no, know, where was the backup system? And he says, it's unacceptable there should be this glitch. And then everyone blames the airlines. Um, the airlines are, are required to look after you until you can get a flight back and find you another flight. But to be fair to the airlines, it's not their fault. No, I think the
1: problem is the airlines are, are not at fault, but it is their responsibility to look after and support the the passengers with things like meals, expenses, yeah. hotels, and making alternative accommodation, uh, alternative rerouting. Yeah. So looking at other airlines flying via. Uh, other countries, or even things like you know, trains, if that's yeah. possible, it should be something they're looking at. And I think a lot of people who are, who are stuck in this situation are reporting that actually they can't get hold of the airlines, they don't want to mean, speak to you. You know, that's,
2: that's I mean, no one answers the phone, no one answers an email. The online stuff in the online bots, I find actually Twitter is often the best way of getting through, yeah. Um, and I usually get through that way. I mean, I'm not like going. Ooh. Never, not do you know who I am, but genuinely, <laughs> if you just tweet them, they respond to a tweet, and then you can DM. I found that is the only way. I mean, that's the only way I've ever found of getting through to virtually any airline. Mm. Um, but that's the thing: people don't know what they're entitled to, and there are lots of papers have got a lot of information about this is what you're entitled to. And basically, the answer is. Pretty much a big fat zero, unless you're lucky enough to find a hotel room. You, know, you can't sue anybody. There's nothing you can do. Meanwhile, um, the National Air Traffic Services, Nats, as we're talking about, they're saying that you know, they haven't ruled anything out other than they were told it wasn't a computer hack. I mean, would they tell us if it was a computer hack? I'm wondering if they would. Um, they say this glitch, you know, one of the options, it could be due to the input of a rogue flight plan from a French airline, and then and that and the computer couldn't really deal with it, and therefore they for a safety mechanism they then went into inputting by by hand instead of computer. I'm sorry. If your entire system for keeping planes in the air it, and making flights work for millions of people which is what it is in total depends on something like that, something ain't working.
1: Well, I, I, but I think the opposite is also true. I think it's incredibly important that you don't have. Incorrect information in something as important as managing where planes are. Well, that's that. In the sky. that I think but that it,
2: flight should have been that flight should have been cancelled or, or just told you know you must get out of our airspace because we can't register. You'll have to turn back. Yeah. We can't register you as opposed to let's just dis- inconvenience two hundred plus thousand people.
1: I think yeah, the the transport secretary has asked for a report uh, on what has happened yeah. in days, not weeks. He's expecting it on his desk very soon, and I well, think good he, for him. Assuming uh, he gets that in the time that he's asked for it, I think mm. we'll have a bit more clarity on what happened and why towards the end of the week. But that's going to be mm. of no sort of. But here's the you
2: know, I, I got a conversation for a flight the other day. We we took off. We were, we we're going to take off on time. And I'm going. Well, this this isn't this isn't normal. This isn't going to happen. I mean, the plane. You know, we're all with seatbelts on. You know, they're starting all the doors here manual all this and that and then with the flood, you know the plane rolls back from the airport no at that point we're up oh, we've got we're leaking fuel we're going we're going to have to stop you think oh, i'd rather they discovered it now yeah. I mean, we'll take that i have to say i, I they were absolutely it was easier I couldn't they couldn't have better service couldn't have had more information a voucher delivered straight i mean immediately to our app i mean absolutely superb I couldn't fault them we were on a flight three hours later got compensation which we're legally entitled to um so 350 quid each thank you very much we actually paid for our return flights pretty much with the compensation so actually you know all in all it was okay um and again it wasn't you know it, it wasn't their fault in that sense you know but yeah for like you know planes have problems but they were required to give us compensation they were required to look after us now in this scenario. You're not entitled to compensation from the airlines, but you have to have they're supposed to help you. But they're going. not really our issue. Why should we should should that's should the government? I mean, that's an it's a privatised service. Is it not? I don't know. I don't know what the service is. Someone someone needs to compensate people for this.
1: I think it's going to be incredibly difficult to get anywhere with things like compensation, because that's not the way the system is set up. I think it's definitely fair enough that people would feel like they should be mm. entitled to something and there may be calls for something, yeah. but I would say they're probably
2: not going to get anywhere because that's not the way the system's designed. No, no, but we, we need to design a new system then, don't we, where people are, you know, be, be beholden to people. Um, I mean, the key thing is we've got this incredibly creaking, very old air traffic control system. I'm, call me old-fashioned. There are various things that I'm willing to have that are old. You can have an old jacket, maybe an old pair of shoes. You can, <laughs> you know, you can. one of the things I don't want to be old is the system for keeping planes in the sky.
1: Yeah, that does seem like... I'm
2: thinking that's one of the things you might prioritise, keeping renewed.
1: Yes, I suppose it's one of the things you want to be as technical as possible. But then again, the more technical it is, the more it is open to things like hacks, the more it is open to things like errors as well. So actually there are... Let's keep
2: it all on paper, right? (laughs) We're going to keep our air traffic control. (laughs) Again, these things, we're supposed to be a first world country. We're supposed to be a first world country. That's It's it. my kidding there. 6.43 is the time. I'd love to get your thoughts on all of that. What compensation do you think people should get? Should the government do something about it? How on earth is someone who's covering having a system that could be taken down by the input of one rogue flight plan be earning 1.3 million quid a year by the way do get in touch treat me at talk tv text the word talk the new message to 8722 and give us a call 0344 499 this is talk radio. the biggest breaking news stories an outspoken opinion the breakfast briefing with
0: julia hartley brewer on talk radio